0: This is the July uh, 12th meeting of the Sausalito Planning Commission called to order. Uh, can you uh, take, take the role, um, Director Phipps?
1: Yes, happy to, Chair. Recording in progress. Uh, a few words before I start. Good evening, Chair Luxembourg, Planning Commissioners, staff, members of the public. This evening's meeting is being held at City of Sausalito's Council Chambers at 420 Litho Street and is open to members of the public. Members of the public may also access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. I am seeing no remote attendees, so with that, I will move to call roll. Commissioner Saad. Here. Commissioner Graff. Here. Commissioner Feller. Here. Vice Chair Junius. Present. Chair Luxembourg. Here. We have achieved quorum.
0: Uh, thank you, Director Phipps. Uh, next item on the agenda is approval of the agenda. Look for motion to approve. So moved. Second. Uh, Director Phipps, can you call
1: roll? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxenberg? Yes. Motion passes.
0: Next item on the agenda is public comments uh, for items not on the agenda. Uh, Director Phipps, if you could give instructions for that. And also, I think uh, uh, Commissioner Feller is going to acknowledge some items that came in that uh, through email that are not posted, but are items not on the agenda.
1: Very good, thank you, Chair. This is the time for the Planning
0: Commission to hear from
1: citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda, except in very limited situations, state law precludes the Planning Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Commission may refer items not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject be agendized at a future meeting Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in person or in the Zoom application, and you'll be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when the time has elapsed. And um, I'll I'll pass the mic back to you, commissioners, to discuss um, any items of public comment that you've received
0: uh, thank you, Director Phipps. Commissioner Feller, if you could read for, just for the record what the items are, we don't have to read the item in its entirety.
2: Uh, thank you, Chair Luxenberg. I just want to acknowledge two uh, emails that were received uh, at the Planning Commission's email address uh, Schoonwalker Public Beach Access and Public Safety Issues, issued by an A Levine at MSN.org, and also Slow Progress on uh, Project on Sausalito Boulevard. Uh, from uh, s white six seven eight at outlook.com I would just ask if staff could attach these uh, uh, later date um, to the agenda so they can be viewed by the public should should be needed
0: thank you Commissioner Feller Uh, we'll open it up for any of the public that want to comment for items not on the agenda Seeing none, we'll move on to the next item. Uh, On the agenda is planning commission minutes uh, for our last meeting. I did not see those posted. Are those still in progress, Director Phipps?
1: Um, I believe that we have received them. We just weren't able to get them posted on this agenda. So for the next meeting, we will include two minutes for your review.
0: Okay, thank you, uh, Director Phipps. Uh, Moving on to communications, Uh, Director Phipps, uh cdd presentation
1: yes thank you chair um no presentation and the communication items this evening but i do have just one item that i wanted to touch on and bring you all up to speed on so earlier today assistant planner mandich and i attended the first property business improvement district steering committee meeting at the visitor center at 22l portal and the meeting um as was the the last meeting where we kind of ideated this um, investigation stage. The meeting was well attended by business owners and property owners within and around the city's downtown commercial district. Um, next step for the steering committee include refining the draft survey boundaries for the event investigation stage of this process via the formation of a PBID boundaries task force and distributing the survey to property owners within that area once it's confirmed in order to receive their response and feedback. So um, we are off and running on the investigation stage. Look forward to providing future updates as we make more progress. And that does it for my uh, communications to commissioners this evening. Thank you, Chair.
0: Uh, thank you, Director Phipps. Uh, Attorney uh, General, uh, att- uh, uh, City Attorney Rudin, do you have any comments this evening?
3: Uh, no, I do not.
0: Okay, thank you Thank you uh we'll now have report outs from any planning commissioners including not limited to a uh, number of our working groups uh Landside Landside working group uh, commissioner fellow commissioner junius
2: um thank you chair and, and i will ask uh, vice chair junius to also uh add his remarks to this as well uh earlier this week we did meet with um uh, director mcgowan uh, director phipps and also the consultants working on this project there was a little bit of a mix-up in terms of uh, the consultants' availability. Originally, we were supposed to meet with them on Monday. That got moved to Tuesday. However, Vice Chair Junius, you did uh, meet with, uh, with uh, uh, Director McGowan on, on Monday. Um, just to note that it is anticipated that uh, this will come back to the Planning Commission later this month uh, for a design review. Uh, so, uh, we're looking at phase one only of the ferry landslide improvements.
4: Uh, nothing to add except we'd really love the community to come out and give us your thoughts about this. This is an extremely important project for the waterfront and for the ferry area, and we'd really love to get your input. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, thank you both. Uh, housing, uh, housing element working group, uh, commissioner fellow commissioner side have, have there have been any, any new developments.
5: There are no new developments, unless um, Director Phipps has anything further to add. But I think, I think not.
1: Nothing on my end, Commissioner Saad. Thank you for the question.
0: Uh, Next one is uh, Parklets, Commissioner Feller, and myself. Uh, We are uh, Director Phipps. I understand you've gotten some information from city from the city attorney's office on this at this point, and we'll be scheduling a working group meeting either sometime in uh, July, but more likely in September. Is that where we're going?
1: Um, Well, I I think I'd, I want to confirm with the working group members regarding their availability um, for a working group meeting. Uh, I would love to look to August, but if uh, availability is not there, then we will push to September uh, or a later date. But assistant planner Mandich and I are working on, Cleaning up, uh, taking another bite at the apple based on some of the input that we received from city attorney, which was extremely helpful and really got us off and running in the right direction. So once we make that additional cleanup, take that additional bite, we will be able to hold that working group meeting um, in earnest and, uh, and make additional pro- uh, progress with the intent of bringing this back to the commission for final approval.
0: Uh, I can, uh, if it's on Zoom, I can do it in August and I might even be able to do it in person in August.
2: I'm available at your discretion whenever we need to schedule a meeting. It's a priority. And just for the benefit of the public, uh, Director Phipps, the purpose of this is to generate an ordinance, a revised ordinance to our municipal code. And so that that is what this parklet program is meant to do. So so the the public is clear on
0: what that is
1: agreed and, and thank you commissioners for making yourselves available
0: and i will add to that that and this is to replay we the, during the uh pandemic an emergency order was put in that's established a number of parklets and the idea here would be a permanent program uh by ordinance so the intent is to relieve the emergency order and put in a permanent program uh, next item, Master Plan Working Group, uh, Commissioner Fellow, Commissioner Saad. Uh,
2: no, no progress to note since our last uh, hearing, although we still do need to set some time aside with City Attorney Rudin and Director Phipps yourself. Um, I think that there's some discrepancy in terms of what, what the Master Plan is versus the General Plan. They are not the same thing and not intended to be. Um, so we'd like to move forward with that um, in earnest
0: uh and then uh landslide task force commissioner fellow any uh, any updates on on that
2: uh we have not met again since the last time i reported out on that however miller pacific is uh working on uh their scope of work uh and we did meet with miller pacific and so we're looking forward to an update once they've had a chance to survey
0: uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller and now and now if any Commissioners have any other working groups or items to bring forward. This would be the time not at this I time, have just one item. Uh, yes, Commissioner fellow
2: um, just in terms of looking forward director Phipps um, sometime in the fall, it would be great to get an update on our tree fund and how um, what our balance is in that fund and and if that is working or if we need to revisit that for the benefit of the city. Uh, so just, just something to look forward to uh, sometime in the fall. Thank you.
0: Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Uh, at this point, we'll, move on, uh, we'll open it up to public comment for uh, item five communications. Uh, Director Phipps, if you could ask, instruct the in public on how to comment on that.
1: Certainly, if you'd like to make public comment, please raise your hand uh, in the chamber or in the Zoom application, and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. Looking to the Zoom application for raised hands, seeing none, Chair. Looking to chamber members, chamber attendees, seeing none. Back to you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, At this point, we're going to move on to item six, public hearings. Uh, I'm going to ask each of the commissioners if there are any ex parte communications, starting with Commissioner Saad. Uh,
5: No ex parte communications to declare.
0: Uh, Thank you, uh, Vice Chair Junior. No ex parte communications Uh, Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Graff? None. Uh, Commissioner Feller.
2: No ex parte. Uh,
0: And I also have no ex parte communications. First item is item 6A, uh, 426 uh, Pine Street, Uh, Director Phipps.
1: Thank you, Chair. So as shown on the agenda, uh, staff is recommending this item be continued to a date uncertain due to the applicant's request to rework their proposal. And I just want to confirm with city attorney, I, I don't believe a formal decision on the continuance is uh, required by the commission. H- happy to do so uh, if required, but just, just want to confirm your understanding of appropriate process. Uh,
3: no, it's not required. Um, but I would uh, recommend that since this is on the agenda, you do have to take public comment on it.
1: Certainly. And and we intend to do that this evening. Um, so w- In the absence of a requirement for the condition to approve the continuance, I think that it's understood that 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 is what staff will be doing. And um, for members of the public, as mentioned, the applicant has requested that we exclude this item from today's agenda uh, as they're reworking their proposal. And if I could just add, uh, before passing it back to you, Chair, uh, regarding public comment, I want to make the point that all public comments received at this meeting in connection with this item ought to be taken with a grain of salt as the comments you will likely hear in response to, uh, excuse me, the comments you will likely hear in connection with this item will be in response to a previous submittal and it may not reflect the applicant's future project submittal, which again, they're currently reworking with their design team. Once the redesign is received by staff, we will conduct an internal review prior to placing it on a future planning commission agenda um, and when the item is posted on a future agenda, it will be provided with a full plan set, full staff report, resolution,
0: and other required associated
1: documents. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Director Phipps. Let me just clarify the uh, we do not need to take an action on this because it can uh, we don't have to move to continue it it would just be uh, it would just be continued is that I,
1: I believe that that's what city attorney confirmed happy happy to can we double check with city attorney
0: yes
3: short answer is yes <laughs> uh, if you take no action it is by virtue of the fact that it's still pending application going to be continued to another date
0: uh thank you uh uh attorney rudin uh, also a new notice would have to be, so since a date uncertain, there would be a new notice issued for this uh, for whenever that is. Is that correct? Correct.
1: This this item will be re-noticed to members of the public. The notice will be redrafted and redistributed as appropriate and within the appropriate timelines.
0: Uh, thank you, Director Phipps. At this point, I'm going to open up item 6A, 426 Pine Street for any public comment. Uh, Director Phipps, if you could call on public, that would be appreciated. Yes. Sir, gentlemen in the blue button up,
1: please come on down. State your name and your address for the record, and you will have three minutes to speak.
6: Or Bonita Street, there are two lovely properties on the same block. Um, I just want to be clear on expectations. I have an email from the attorney claiming they're going to have minimal interior adjustments and no exterior adjustments. So are working on plans that are essentially the same. So I think the feedback you're receiving today will likely apply to any future application. Um, but first, I want to introduce myself. The applicant uh, introduced me as a New York City living landlord. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, whenever we spoke, I was not in New York City. Um, I'm a long time, my my family has four generations of sailing history in Sausalito and I care deeply about Sausalito. I raised two young kids in this home. I met my wife uh, uh, when Divino was in its breakfast heyday, having a Pomodoro, a mocha. Um, and um, I've had many wooden boats. My grandfather wrote four novels, Ernest Kagan from Sausalito. He donated the mainmast to the Wanderbird for those of you that remember that ship. My father had his funeral at Christ Church. So I am deeply committed to Sausalito and the uh, suggestion that, you know, I'm a New York City landlord that doesn't really care about anything, but the money really isn't fair. This is a proposal and I have every indication that the next thing down the line will be the same, that crams, it changes a one-story property to a three-story property. It's described in the notice as putting one lower floor and one upper floor but the lower floor is only two feet lower than the current floor. So it's really going two feet down and then adding two stories on top. Um, Further, it's a complete demolition. Um, It's not a remodel and expansion as was described in the notice in in the paperwork, you can dig out the remaining walls. If you work really hard, you might find a wall that stays. This is about the destruction of a fantastic cottage. Um, The plan that's proposed violates my son, my privacy, uh, and my view not everything has to be a water view this has a beautiful view of the rolling hills and uh, it will it'll cut it out I encourage you to look at my let my email that went to the commission which has pictures of how these story poles will dominate dominate the morning sunlight that flows into this property um, finally I um, in the calls I tried to be patient with the with the applicant but it was a little bit like when someone comes and says you know they'd like to kind of Axe your hand off to feed their dog. And you're like, oh, I don't want to have my my hand axed off. And they say, look, we're going to work with you. We could use a sharp axe or a doll axe. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I prefer the sharp axe. And and um, you know, the uh, things like changing colors and and the like don't fix the problem. It's a fundamental violation of my rights. And I wish you look at it that way. Thank you for your time.
0: Uh, thank you very much. I just want to note for the public that we have received uh, all the emails that uh, we uh, just so you know that planning commission each each of us gets all the emails that are sent to the city. So we have received all those.
7: Can I ask one more question.
0: Um,
6: About process. Uh, sh- uh, sure. The question is, who who comes to visit my property? Because the the planning department is saying. It's not their role to visit a, a bordering property, only the property where the plans are. So they're not visiting my property, and I invited the planning commission and got no emails back. So, from a process standpoint,
0: yeah, um, uh, and also yeah. who
6: orders a sun study on a property? Is it oh, so, yeah, uh, I don't understand how this I'm
0: gonna it. uh, I'm gonna thank you for that. Uh, we this is not where we take questions, but I will say each of us goes out and looks at sites that are on our agenda, so so we do look and projects uh, we are able to see from the public way sometimes most of what we need to see so just whether you've seen us or haven't seen us that doesn't mean we haven't seen your property so just so you're aware of that thank you you. Uh, with that director phipps uh...
1: looking for additional raised hands with the with the beautiful blue hat come on up and please state your name and address for the record you'll have three minutes
8: (laughs) Yes, my name is Mary Crowley, and I'm at 1709 Bridgeway, a longtime Sausalito Maritime person. And I'm speaking on behalf of uh, Conrad Gann's property, which I spent a lot of time in when um, he and his wife and kids were living there. And, um, you know, I'm very familiar with the historic buildings in that whole neighborhood is being sort of part of the, very connected to waterfront and part of the Sausalito I've known for a long time. Uh, I have a project where I'm cleaning plastics out of the ocean. So I actually just flew back from a trip uh, and went by and saw the story poles and can really understand the issue there. So I just would like everybody to take into consideration the neighborhood and most of the houses and the effects that this large scale uh, change would have. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for your comment. Looking for additional raised hands. Gentlemen in the brown jacket, come on down. Please state your name and address for the record.
9: Good evening, my name is Ray Swanson. I live at 422 Pine. And I personally am a bit disappointed that this issue was taken off the agenda because I and several other other neighborhood people set aside this evening to sort of resolve this. So that's disappointing. I'm not quite sure what the internal review process is. Uh, Apparently you said this is gonna be reviewed internally but I would hope that this internal review takes into account and the character of the houses on the street as they exist now and the character of the new project that's proposed. Um, I understand this may change, but the the proposed project was a largely glass exterior, completely out of character with any of the older houses on that street. Uh, People have their own aesthetics. I understand how that might be. Attractive, but it simply doesn't belong in that neighborhood. Aside from the issues about scale and blocking sunlight on Mr. Gann's property. I think that's an issue that several of us in the neighborhood feel strongly about. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. Additional raised hands. gentleman in the blue jacket, come on down and please state your name and address for the record. You'll have three minutes
7: thank you my name uh commissioner chairs is jeff uh is jeffrey conan i'm a resident of 325a pine street former resident of 414 pine street um i'm going to attempt to um argue against the fundamental aesthetics of this project um based on the code um so this project is currently designed does not meet the general purpose or thresholds of the criteria laid out in our Municipal Code, Chapter 1054, Design Review Procedures, and should be denied approval based on the following. 10.54.010, letter A, states that the general purpose of this code is to promote the preservation of Sausalito's unique visual character. Nothing in this project design objectively does that. New Town of Sausalito has a prevailing and unique visual character worth preserving, even if this project is categorically exempt from the CEQA guidelines. New Town's prevailing and unique visual character is described as a folk Victorian district, where um, as Kate, uh, a neighbor across the street, has so beautifully laid out in her presentation deck that you have all received, um, mentions that the scallop shingles to adorn facades, the horizontal shiplap siding, clappered wood shingles, wood casement around the windows are all visual elements that are found on that block and in that district, which there is none of in the proposal. The design here is of a modern home, prioritizing streamlined forms over ornamentation, sharp lines, standing seam metal roofs with peeled back areas to show just the skeleton of the architecture or design. It obnoxiously crowds the site taking all available light and footprint straight to the city sidewalk and it places a gate to the front with a hundred percent occlusion of light which no other home on that block has all the other homes on that block have an openness to their entry to a staircase to a beautiful door it's inviting which this proposal is not The design also further exhibits no attempt to adhere to a guiding principle within the code 10.54.030, which means the relationship of a building to its surroundings is of greater importance than the quality of design of the individual structure. Which I hope that you thank you for your comment. Consider. Thank you for your time.
1: Looking for additional raised hands? Uh, Let's see. Let's go. uh, Lady in the back with the black sweater. Come on down. Please state your name and address for the record. You'll have three minutes to speak.
10: Hi, my name is Catherine Green. My husband and I, Dennis Green, live at 421 Pine Street, uh, so across the street from 426. Um, you have received a deck from me, so I'm not going to go into all the specific details. And Ray and Jeffrey have outlined a lot of the issues that we have with this current structure. Um, we understand that this is the current um, structure and there is going to be a future review. But I think what I would like to just add to the conversation or to the record is that um We we live on a very special street um, and I don't want to see or we don't want to see the integrity of our our street change. Um, There's an adage, keep it salty, Sausalito. And part of that was it was that phrase was developed by residents who really wanted to keep Sausalito the unique to how it is. And it, there's nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong with modern architecture. And yes, we have modern homes here in Sausalito, but not on our street. I, 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 we love modern architecture and we, you know, we have no problem with the home that Jake and Georgia have created, um, but it just doesn't, um, doesn't make sense in the context of our architecture. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. Looking to the audience for additional hands. Please, come on down. Say your name and address for the record. You all have three minutes.
11: Um, I'm Alice Merrill. I live at 117 Caledonia. And um, these guys are really good friends of mine. They're wonderful people. And I hope that they don't pick up and leave because of what's going on. I also truly believe that, that Sausalito's little, little, sort of funny little neighborhoods are important and the reason that they're still here is because we've we've cared about that and made that be a priority as well as as making it a little bigger the houses around their house are much much bigger um if they could just work with the architecture of the street um you know i know it's a little house and it probably is too small for them but um I just hope that they will work with a different architect or a new concept because I don't want them to leave, but I don't want that design in that neighborhood.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Alice, for your comment. Yes, look into the white the white vest sweater. Come on down. Please state your name and address for the record. You'll have three minutes.
12: My name is Lorraine Klein, and I'm a resident of 425 Turney Street directly behind us, and I'm here on behalf of my landlord, Stuart Rabinowich, and I don't know how, I'm not very eloquent, but I lived in Mill Valley for eons, and I moved here to get away from this, tearing down the heritage and the history of a town without any caring about the families that live there, the history that's there. And I to that, I say, go buy a house you like that looks like that, but you don't have to build that here, you know, and it just breaks my heart. I live right behind it, the noise, the trucks, and then I see all those windows and I see nothing but light pollution and all of my privacy gone. It looks right down in my yard. So I know that's self-centered and I don't really know these people, even though I live behind them, but I just really don't like this design. So thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. Looking for additional raised hands in the audience? Yes, please. Sir, come on down. Please say your name and address for the record. You'll have three minutes to speak.
13: My name is Jake Beyer. I'm actually the owner of this home uh, with my wife and three kids, uh, ages five, three, and 10 months. And I appreciate commissioners all your time tonight and Brandon as well and neighbors. I just want to state for the record that <clears throat> I have spent along with my wife and design and build firm probably over a hundred hours working with can Conrad, you,
0: uh, excuse me, can you address the address, the planning commission? I know, but, you, yeah. I know you're talking. So I,
13: I I've spent, so, I spent a, a, an an incredible amount of time working with Dennis and Kate owners of Carl, the store, Jeff, I shook his hand after he sent a letter of objection in and I said, Hey, let's, let's work together as neighbors, you and me, let's talk this out. I sent him an email. He never followed up. Kate and Dennis, I can't count how many times I asked for feedback. And just after a year, a week ago, I received an email from them saying, you know what? We didn't think you were going to make it this far. So we didn't feel like we had to be honest with you about how we felt about the project. So now we're going to object to it right before our hearing. Right? And Ray, he even, that is true, Kate. And and Ray even signed a letter of support for us. We worked in great depth trying to find out with all these neighbors Right? So it's frustrating. It's disheartening. And Conrad, we spent over four hours on Zoom together, 20 hours of communication, 20 hours of re- re- revising our plans to try to find a common ground that we could work together. There's one thing about everyone in this audience that is true. They don't have young kids. And for some of them, it's just an investment property. We have longstanding clubs that need young members. We have a struggling public school system. We have a book that was published about how it took seven years to build a house in Sausalito. And this is why. The future is not about mist-shaped siding. It's about kids. It's about an engaged community and people who are welcoming and work together and communicate openly. And that is not what is happening here tonight.
1: Thank you for your comment. White, white gray sweater, please step forward. D- difficult to call folks out without knowing names. Please state your name and address for the record. You'll have three minutes to speak.
14: My name is Shauna Rasnergan, and I am also in ownership of 104 Bonita and 428 Pine. So just to add to my husband's comment, we raised our children through elementary school In this house of 428 Pine, it's where I met my husband, and it is in my heart so deeply. So it kills me to be here tonight. Our children are now in college and in relationships, which is crazy, and about to have grandchildren of their own in the next decade. And we have had a vision for this property as a family complex where our children can raise their children. And in fact, we had even asked the 104 Benita tenant to leave so that we could remodel that and then make it into our retirement place. We had asked him to leave. He was going to leave, and he didn't. And we reversed it because we were so freaked out by this project. This is a family compound that we want to give to our children and our grandchildren. And that is the meaning of it. This is not an investment property for us unless you count the investment of family and our heart and the love that we've created here for the last two decades of our marriage. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. And seeing a raised hand in the back, come on down. Please state your name and address for the record. You will have three minutes to speak.
15: Good evening. My name is Dennis Green. I'm the husband of Kate Green. We live at 421 Pine Street across from Jake and Georgia and their family. I just want to tell Jake that everybody loves him and his wife and his family. They're fabulous. We love them. We're not asking them to leave the neighborhood. We're not trying to get into a personal vendetta, yelling and screaming or being vicious at each other. We want them to stay. We just don't like the structure. It doesn't fit, doesn't fit the neighborhood, doesn't fit who we are, the look of the street, Sausalito in general. So I just want you to take into consideration that this is all about the structure. It's not about personal vendetta between me and Jake and anybody else in this, it's just about the structure. If you look at it and you think the structure fits, then I understand. And from Jake's point of view, I understand his, where he's coming from. It's his property. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do if he wants to build an Eiffel Tower on it. But being a homeowner on that street, I think it changes the whole look, the whole feel of the street. We're not asking them to move. We're not asking them to go to Mill Valley. We're not asking them to build somewhere else. I would just get an architect who understands what the heritage of Sausalito and particularly Pine Street means. And let's get this thing done, get it over with. This is uncomfortable for all of us. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. Looking for additional public comment. Seeing none in the chamber, looking to the Zoom application for raised hands. Seeing none, back to you chair.
0: Uh, thank you very much. Uh, my understanding is this item will be continued and re-noticed. We don't need to take any action, so we can move on to item 6B. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you all. Uh, item 6B, 2650 Bridgeway. I'll turn it over to you and Matthew, director. First.
1: Great. Yep. This item is a tree removal permit application at six two six five zero. Bridgeway, and we have assistant planner, Matthew Mandich, joining us this evening to present and assist in answering any questions. Matthew, uh, the floor is yours.
16: Hello, commissioners. Uh, permit here before you today is a tree removal permit for 2650 Bridgeway Boulevard. Um, next slide please Get to see an image of the two trees that are being requested to re- be removed, these are two Deodore caesars um, cedars excuse me located in the front of the property um, right along the public right away there you can see the trees labeled as one and two. Um, both trees um, are a significant size tree one is a uh, 15 inch dbh diameter at breast height while tree two 17 inch both trees are over 30 feet with tree one being 30 and tree two being 35 You've got a vicinity map right there that gives you an idea of where this is located along bridgeway um, right next to the intersection of coloma um, just a bit down from molly stones and across from the whiskey springs um, senior compound. Um, The applicant has requested that they wanted to remove the trees to uh, uniformize the street view and match the neighboring plums. Um, The arborist report, uh, here's just some highlights from that. There was some defects identified, which was the topping of the trees to prevent them from running into the overhead electrical wires. Um, The load on the defects has been considered minor. History of failures, none. Likelihood of failure, improbable. Pester or diseases, none, vigor normal. Overall risk rating has been uh, described as low and the overall residual risk also low. Uh, tree one was appraised at $8,319 where tree two is appraised at $10,208. Um, next slide please. Moving on to the recommendation because these trees are healthy, um, they are heritage trees due to their size. Uh, staff is recommending that the Planning Commission deny the requested tree removal permit um, due to the fact that uh, we are not able to meet any of the findings. They cannot be made from a uh, key section on this, which is SMC 1112030 um, B1. Um, also there in the sub- subsequent section in B3, if heading or topping can be done to avoid the removal of these healthy trees, this is also grounds for denial. Um, So that is the recommendation, and I'll leave it open for any questions.
0: Uh, Thank you, uh, Matthew. Uh, At this point, before we have the applicant's presentation, are there questions uh, from staff? Uh... I have none. Okay. Uh, At this point, uh, is the applicant here or on Zoom?
16: Um, The applicant told me they would be here, but I do not see them in the audience, and I did not see them on the Zoom application before leaving the post over there. The applicant's name is Dan Morgan. I don't know if they are on now, Brandon.
1: Uh, not not seeing a Morgan in the audience.
0: Okay. So Are there additional questions for staff? Uh, uh, any any additional questions for staff at this
2: point? I'll I'll make I'll ask a question here. Um, uh, out of curiosity, did you communicate with the applicant what staff's recommendation uh, would be, and were those was there any further further comment or any? suggestion of any other ideas?
16: Yes, I did um, inform the applicant that I would be recommending denial on this and um, I actually gave them the opportunity to withdraw the application if they so desired. Uh, applicant chose to move forward with the application um, and here we are.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Chair.
0: Uh, well, at this point, I think uh, in maybe the applicant will show up shortly, but uh, at this point, we'll open it up for public comment. Uh, Yes.
17: um. Good evening, Chair and Commissioners. Uh, You have a letter for me. My name is Meg, or Margaret Fawcett, and I live at uh, Whiskey Springs, 72 Cypress Place. I just wanted to bring to your attention, which I hadn't brought up in my letter, um, that I was very involved, as were you. In, in maintaining the cedars across the street at Whiskey Springs, and especially at the Coloma pump station. Um, and I worked with Kevin Rahman to get the cedars cared for and, and protected during all of that. And they complement the cedars on the opposite street, which are at issue tonight. And, and to such a degree that, that you guys, not necessarily all of you were on the commission at the time, put a condition of approval that if two of the cedars on the corner of Coloma and Bridgeway failed because of the construction over a period of five years, they would have to be replaced with as big a cedar as possible of the same variety. So to be taking down healthy blue cedars across the street makes no sense to me at all. They are good for the warming climate. I think they originally come from the Atlas Mountains. I think um, they're also called Blue Atlas Cedars. And I just hope that you deny the request for the removal.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your comments. Uh, at this point, are there any uh, anybody on Zoom that wants to make public comment?
1: Looking to the Zoom application for raised hands, Chair. Seeing one raised hand, and that is... Carolyn. Um, Carolyn, if you could please unmute yourself, you will have three minutes to speak.
18: Have I unmuted myself? Yes. And is my video going? I can't see it, but. um, Yes.
1: Sorry. Not anymore.
18: Sorry. Uh, There? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I'm Carolyn Revelle. I'm a member of the Sausalito Beautiful Board, and um, I agree with the letter sent uh, by our president, Morgan Pierce, urging that the heritage blues atlas cedars be retained. Uh, the arborist report finds the trees in good health and condition and finds no factors suggesting the need for their removal. These striking evergreen trees enhance the Bridgeway corridor year round and complement, as Meg Fawcett just said, the evergreen trees at Whiskey Springs across the avenue. Replacing them with deciduous plum trees that will take years to reach maturity as proposed by the applicant is a poor substitute. I therefore concur with the staff recommendation that the tree removal permit be denied. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Carolyn, for your comment. Uh, Much appreciated. I am looking to the Zoom application once more for raised hands on this item. Chair, seeing none,
0: back to you. Thank you very much. With that, I'm going to close the public hearing portion of the uh, of this and bring it back up to the dais. Uh, commissioners, what's your pleasure?
2: I can start. Um, uh, I'd Commissioner like, Feller. Uh, thank you, Chair. I'd like to uh, make a motion to deny this uh, application uh, and follow the staff's recommendations as I can not make the findings either.
5: Second. Yeah.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, any further discussion? Uh, uh director pips can you take your role please
1: thank you chair commissioner Sod. yes commissioner graff yes commissioner feller yes vice chair junius yes chair luxembourg yes motion passes unanimously
0: uh thank you uh moving on to item 6c uh, uh this is a public hearing on um ADU uh, JADU municipal code edits and amendments to Title 10 zoning of the Sausalito municipal code, uh, including uh, among others, Table 10.22-1, Sections 10.44.080, Section 10.44.085. Director Phipps, uh, Chris, I see Kristen, so I assume you're doing the presentation. I am. To see you this evening.
19: Nice to see you all. So um, I'm sure you all read the staff report, so I'm going to be very brief. On January 2023, Senate Bill s uh, 897 um, went into effect, amending the state regulations governing JADUs and ADUs. Uh, Afterward, the State Department of Housing and Community Development reviewed our current regulations and issued a letter to us in April of 2023, informing us of all the various sections that were out of compliance and needed to be amended. And in response to that, both the city attorney and staff collaborated to amend the zoning regulations applicable to ADUs and JADUs to comply with state law. Um, The three items we're amending is 10.22-1, which is a table identifying all the uses permitted in residential districts. And per the state law, we had to remove JADUs from the R2 and R3 zoning districts because they're not permitted in those districts in the state law. Um, we are also amending sections 1044080 and 085, and as I'm sure you saw with the sections I provided you with all the strikeouts and then the clean copy, this is largely just a brand new section of code. Um, there are some things that have been brought forward, but largely there's a lot of things that were struck out and removed. Um, it's really important to note that per state law, we cannot impose subjective review standards or conditions on the the issuance of permits, and that we must approve these units ministerially by staff. So, for instance, if an application comes in that doesn't comply with these standards that we have now proposed in compliance with state law, we would advise them how to amend the application to to be able to comply with a ministerial permit. Um, If you have more questions regarding what level of city review or discretion the city has, and if we can impose any requirements for discretionary review, the city attorney is on available tonight to answer those questions because they're pretty limited and I think it's best if you address that. So moving forward here tonight, I recommend that you consider the amended code sections and if you like, I'll stay here and we can talk through them and you can just walk through the clean copy perhaps, which would I think be easiest. Uh, Take any public comment on the zoning amendments as proposed, provide us with any additional direction if you'd like to see further amendments, and then hopefully adopt or recommend approval of the draft or or adopt the resolution recommending approval of the ordinance.
0: Uh, Thank you very much and the very thorough, thorough report at this point, uh, I'm going to take questions, rather than walking through unless somebody wants to do that, we'll just take specific questions if we have them. Uh, Let's start with uh, Commissioner Saad, do you have any specific questions?
5: I do. I just had um, two questions and I'll say the last okay. comment, I think, for our discussion, but I'm looking at the clean copy here. I think it's for, it's it's under the parking exemptions. Okay. Um, I just, could you clarify for me, uh, D and E, so under the parking exemptions, an accessory de- dwelling unit shall be exempt from the parking requirements. In any of the following instances, many are listed quite clear. Mm-hmm. Not understanding D, the accessory dwelling unit is part of a proposed or existing primary residence or structure. Does that make it a
19: JADU? Or, or... No. Can you... you can have an attached accessory dwelling unit. It can be incorporated into the house Okay, so that,
5: okay, just for the attached. Okay, great. And then for E, the on-street parking permits are required but not offered to the occupant. Um, That's out of state law. Okay. Do you just understand that though? Is it is it that you just don't have to
19: offer it or? Well, they're just giving you a, a list of criteria we have to accept as exempting a proposed applicant from providing on-site parking. And that is one of the state exemptions. Okay. I can I can I guess look that one more and, on uh, my
5: own. I just...
3: And I can I can provide some clarity on oh, that. Yeah, one. could you? It's a scenario that is unlikely to happen in any sort of reality except for I'm sure it's in the state law because of some jurisdiction trying this. And the, as I read the statute, it is that if you have a parking program where you require on street parking permits and you refuse to offer them to the accessory dwelling unit occupant, you are not allowed to require parking for that development. So it's, it's a very odd circumstance and I can't imagine it happening in practice nowadays.
5: Sure, okay, thank you. And thanks for all the clarification being state law, won't argue it, but appreciate that. And then maybe it's um, going to come up for a discussion, but under the height limits, which I think is also on, um, this is coming from the staff report mm-hmm. um, on page four, that uh, this is the discussion around the 25 feet because of the elevation could you just help me understand because I um, that last sentence there the commission may consider a more restrictive height measurement to minimize impacts such as measuring from grade at any point below the addition mm-hmm. would we then need to define that point below the addition? We would
19: that? have to make that clear in this code section that we want to measure height that way okay
5: Okay, great, so that's an option there. Okay, uh, those are all the questions I had actually. Thank you. Um, Thank you,
0: Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Junius, any questions? No. Commissioner Grant.
20: Yeah, I have a couple of questions. <clears throat> Some of them I don't know if we can find an answer to, but um, one of them has to do with the height. And uh, <laughs> you're able to get a couple of extra feet of height if you're within a half a mile of some transportation, what is that all about? I mean, what is the relationship of the height of the building to how close you are to transportation? Do you have any clue about that?
19: I'm sorry I can't speak for the drafters of the state regulation and what they were thinking, but... I didn't think so.
1: And I, I think that the primary point here is that whether or not we understand the perspective that that language takes it is an expressed requirement in state adu law so we i got yeah. i got okay. that
20: okay. but it just it, it uh, and i don't know how far we can go with our you, you know um critique of of this well anyhow okay well that answers that um the you other know, is uh, commissioner side mentioned the uh, point at which uh, the height is measured. I think that's something we can discuss, and we may have some discretion. Is that correct? Uh huh. And another one uh, here that was not real clear to me, and and uh, it had to do with passageways. And it said in there, and I forget where it was, <clears throat> because there's so much that in certain circumstances, a passageway is not required. And my understanding is passageway is how you get to the unit. And if how can they say you don't have
19: to have a passageway? And so, I think I brought this up I with can, you as well.
3: I, I, I can feel this one. And that is because passageway is defined in the state law in a way that makes, uh, that is contrary to what you would commonly understand it. Uh, in the state law, passageway means a pathway that is unobstructed, clear to the sky, and extends from a street to one entrance of the accessory dwelling unit. Yeah. So that is how it's defined in state law. And state law says you cannot require a passageway.
1: And, and if I may, and there's an, an example of this, is um, an ADU that may be interior. You are allowed, expressly allowed, to have a foyer within a main house that has a separate entry to the main house and the you know attached or in, or interior ADU uh, or JADU that would violate the definition of, pa- uh, of passageway if it were allowed so the passageway therefore is not allowed or excuse me it's not required
20: so you can't get there from here <laughs>
19: they are they are allowed to have a separate entrance okay. or required so they will have to have a form of access
20: of course, we just can't help.
19: require that definition.
20: Uh, OK, um, that's all I have for right now. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Graf. Commissioner Feller. Uh,
2: thank you, Chair. I just wanted to start with a question, like a procedural question, because since this is an amendment to the ordinance, is this, is this really uh, getting the Planning Commission to um, Uh, to take an action and then does do our recommendations go to the city council and then there are two readings at the city council level or does this count as one of the readings
19: no there are two readings at the council level there'll be a primary reading and hearing and then the second is usually kind of waived and
2: perfect yeah okay so I've got a couple questions, and I'm looking at the staff report. So that that's sort of where I'm, I've started. Okay. So on floor area limits, the last paragraph you talk about that um, staff has some discretion uh, for larger units, or that you can make you can allow for larger units.
19: The state allows you to permit larger units. We did not go there in the in the proposed text amendments. We stuck with the maximum square footages. Well, almost. I think we can have up to 1,200 square feet in state law. We did not go to 1,200 square feet. We kept it at 1,000, consistent with the prior regulation.
2: Okay, perfect. And then under the height limits, uh, I know there's been some discussion about this, but... um, you In your staff report, you're saying if the permitted height limits raise concern regarding the potential impacts on adjacent properties, we can consider a more restrictive uh, height me- measurement. Have you um, sort of beta tested that? And do you have any recommendations to the commission in terms of how to, how to actually make that measurement if we do want to be not just more restrictive, but a little bit more prescriptive? We are a, a city that is largely on slope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not on flat. and I think it's really important that uh, we're clear um, about this and, and that, that that clarity extends to any particular property regardless of slope. Um, so I'm curious if if staff has has uh, demoed that or beta tested that.
19: Well, the reason I brought it up is because your, your current regulations require us to average the height. Based on contact with grade, we average the two points of contact and then measure from there. So the one option you really have to be a bit more restrictive would be to measure to the grade itself at any point through the addition and then and hold them to 25 feet above grade as opposed to above an average. I don't think we can get a whole lot more restricted than that. You can't ask them to measure to below grade. So, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Good point. I, I just, I think it's not just restrictive. I think it's prescriptive. I think it's a little bit more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, just in comment, I, I would probably favor right, getting some language around that. So there's clarity moving forward mm-hmm. and consistency. Um, so uh, moving on to it, this is still like the height limits for detached. It talks about um the you know this 18 feet um is permitted mm-hmm. uh you know if you're one half mile from you know walking distance from it says a major transit stop or high quality transit quarter and you're seeing the ferry landing and the ferry terminal is the only major transit stop right but that's it, correct it, and there's no high quality transit quarter not even up on 101 that you would that that would qualify just to be clear
19: well, it isn't just a matter of people getting in, a, in their own individual cars and driving. Right. Right. It's 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 a transit, so it has to be a, a train, a bus system, the ferry system, something that is is available and it has to meet a definition. And we do have um, maps uh, available to us from uh, the transit authority here in Marin that has identified where these stops are, and the ferry district is the one they've identified.
2: So uh, just to be clear, the the bus stops, the, those transit routes up on 101, on both sides of 101, are, don't count as a high-quality transit corridor.
19: I believe not because they don't pick up within enough, um, within a scheduled appointed time slot that meets the qu- high-quality transit. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I believe the, the definition for high-quality transit corridor is a corridor with, with fixed route service. I think it's particularly geared towards buses with service intervals no longer than 15 minutes okay. during peak commute hours. I believe it's 30 minutes on the Bridgeway corridor and up by uh, the freeway over there. I think it, it's worth saying, however, that you know bus routes change. Yeah. Um, and at any point, these corridors, these uh, transit corridors may become high quality based okay. on future actions taken. But at current, they are not.
17: Okay,
2: thank you for that clarification.
0: Can I, can I just clarify at this point, because we've, we've had this conversation. There there are no high-quality transit corridors currently in Sausalito, and there is a major traf- transit stop, which is the ferry terminal. For those So for those two items, the only one that qualifies for a major transit stop is the ferry terminal, so a half a mile from there, and there are no high-quality transit corridors. So th- just so we're not... Debate and the wording can change, and the bus routes can change. Uh, but at the uh, uh, to comply with this requirement, if somebody were to come in after this amendment's adopted, uh, it's a half a mile from the ferry terminal, just in layman's language. Right.
19: right. And they can also increase it to 18 feet if they are trying to match the pitch of the existing roof line on the primary residence.
2: Okay. Um. So the other question I had on parking requirements, and I think I know that. The answer to this, but I I don't want to guess, is that that half mile walking distance is an actual walking distance, not as the crow flies for clarity to the public as well. Uh, It's the actual route that you walk. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, And so I just in the single family residential parcels, it, 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 it am I reading it correctly that there could be a total of three ADUs? You. Talk they, about
19: under the state's interpretation of their current zoning or regulations, we have to allow an attached ADU, a detached ADU, and a JADU on a single family property.
2: And then, are there any considerations that we should be thinking of about um, how to handle encroachment perm- permits or? legal non-conforming parcels, making them conforming once they go through an ADU process.
19: I'm not really following you. Do you mean the parcel itself is too small or do you mean that it's overbuilt?
2: Well, many of the, our parcels in Saucelit are, are already overbuilt. Mm-hmm. So you know, once you add ADUs to it, of course, that square footage doesn't necessarily count against that calculation. But I'm assuming that it's an opportunity to make those parcels legal nonconforming rather than just nonconforming. Is that correct?
19: Well, we don't. They they, they simply are legal. It's an, it's a legal addition that we must approve ministerially, and we can't count it against the floor area or the lot coverage. It simply
1: and and that would has be... to meet
19: the if it meets the exempt criteria. Yeah. Right. So, no greater than 800 square feet, um, at least four foot setbacks from side and rear, and then 16 to 18 feet in height if it's detached. Okay. If it's attached, it can be up to 25 feet in height. Yeah. Um, okay. If it doesn't meet that exemption criteria, though, they do have to meet all the zoning requirements for um, fuller area and lot coverage. Great.
2: Okay. Thank you. I mm-hmm. uh, This is a great report, by the way. And oh, thank you, you for for digging into this. Um, Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Fowler. Vice Chair Jones, you do have a question.
4: I appreciate that, Chair. Um, This is for either you, Kristen, or the city attorney. I'm not sure who wants to try to tackle this. In the JADU section under subsection F, um, it specifically states that the city shall not require, as a condition of approval of a permit for a JADU, the correction of non-conforming zoning conditions, which I get, or building code violations. Or unpermitted structures that do not present a threat to public health and safety, and are that are not affected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that's a fascinating section. Uh, I, I I get it. I I'm supportive of it in general. It does appear to add some discretion to a sliver of this process because somebody in the city's building department is going to have to figure out whether something that they come across, you know, is a threat to public health and safety versus just a code violation. And I'm curious if, if you've talked to anybody at building or any of the inspectors or thought, you know, thought that through further.
19: No, actually, I was... we have not. But um, I think that code violations that are a threat to health and safety are fairly well spelled out. Do you agree, Sergio? Uh, I,
3: I think that they will be, they will generally be pretty egregious and obvious. Uh, okay. I will say also that the language that is being quoted directly out of the ordinance is also directly out of the state JADU law. So I, I'm not terribly concerned about us putting it into our local requirements because it is required by state law. Um, obviously, I think there is some discretion on the part of the building official that is going to need to be applied to determine whether something presents an actual threat to public health and safety. Um, I, I, I don't see a way around it, but it is mandated by state law. So,
4: yep. And thanks for the clarity that that is the, pretty much the exact language from the state law. So I think that helps... To some degree, but is an interesting issue, and I appreciate your comments. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Vice Chair Junius. Uh, I have a couple questions. I've sent you them in advance, so you know they're coming. Uh, the fir- uh, These are actual changes. I just want to confirm wording. So I'm going to go through them fairly technically. Uh, in 1044080D5, uh, you've deleted throughout the rest of the ordinance everything re- related to amnesty accessory dwelling units. So I think we need to delete. The words and an amnesty accessory dwelling unit in the first sentence and the words or an amnesty accessory dwelling unit permit in the second sentence because to be consistent right
19: we already did that to the draft thank you
0: okay your your notes Uh, were great i looked i looked online and it wasn't there yet so uh was it there wasn't an updated version
1: if i may clarify chair uh that language is reflected in the ordinance uh the document that you will be taking action on this evening uh we did not reflect it in the clean line or red line um okay simply because we didn't have time to get it up but but we we have reflected it in the
0: ordinance okay i i looked at the clean version and didn't see it there so that's, the record
3: tips I, I will say i do see it right now in the ordinance that is published on the agenda
0: okay that's good thank so you city attorney take care of that one the second one is 104480e3 uh that thing uh, there seems to be m- it missing a word it needs the word for an efficiency unit is that now in the revised draft thank you okay we don't have to go into that uh, i think i concur with commissioner Feller, commissioner Sada, on this change uh, to have specific language for height and uh was looking in sending news in advance for the actual wording do we have actual wording i know that's not going to be in the clean draft but I would like to do this this evening. Can either you or Attorney Rudin give us how we would phrase that? Uh, I mean, it's basically what, what you're suggesting, which is it goes from grade, but I wanted the language to make sure that we, we had it correctly, is what uh, to make sure it's clear. And there wasn't any, any ambiguity about what grade, because it's obviously different than typically how we would measure uh, height. Right can we just do from from any point how do we uh what's the language can in the next five minutes uh, uh, attorney rudin can you draft that one sentence so so we can Mm -hmm. do this this evening instead of having to continue this item
3: yes and i will be perfectly candid with you i don't think that you need to come up with the language tonight on the dais i think what you need to do is direct us in terms of what recommendations you would like to present to the city council and that can include just the concept that you want to be having the measurements of the height uh, be determined from grade. Um, again, you can make any recommendations you would like on this ordinance. Your, those recommendations are going to be transmitted to the council. Um, and additionally, you know, the at the council, the council is going to have the opportunity to, you know, consider your recommendations to make changes to change provisions of this as well. So.
0: So are you saying that if we were to do that this evening that somebody uh, from staff is going to develop that language before we get to council so that they're not looking at a concept but they're actually looking at language because that would, yes. that's what I'd hope for for tonight and that's what I don't want to send this to the council with a concept I want to send it with actual language I'm okay to allow staff to draft it but I don't want it to uh, going with a concept. I want them to just see the language and they can agree with it or not.
3: No, agreed. Uh, I, I would be working with uh, Director Phipps and staff to actually implement that suggestion into the draft ordinance that would be presented to council.
0: Okay, that would be appreciated. Uh, the next item is 10.40.80 E11A. Um, uh, the, there is a The concept of public transit public transit is basically any bus or any type of transit, and that refers to the exemption for parking and it is a half a mile and it is by walking, not by air uh, but it would be helpful if we could have a definition of public transit because it is not designed it is not defined by state law and it is different than these other two items. so we have an ordinance that has three different Uh, wordings for transit and basically the first two that apply to the height require uh, basically the ferry terminal is the only eligible item currently unless uh, the various transit agencies change their their, their lead times between buses Uh, but for public transit it is not defined but it's sort of common sense so I would like for the uh, thing that goes to the um to the thing that goes to the council a definition of public transit which can be sort of the common sense definition but when you look under definitions public transit there will be words there the other two i'd sort of originally asked for that but you have put a reference to the state law for each of those but you don't have a reference of what public transit means for this one so is that possible
3: yes i think we can add something
0: okay Uh, The next item, I had the same uh, concurrence with uh, Commissioner Saad on 1040-080-E11-E, which is the, we don't have on-street parking permits in Sausalito, this makes absolutely no sense, and even if it made any sense, I don't really see why that's an exemption, because somebody could use that as an end around. However, given it's in the law, and we don't want to get another letter from HCD saying we've taken something out that's in the law, even though it doesn't apply, uh i'll let it go but I, I just want to be on the record of it it really makes absolutely no sense um uh with that those are my questions at this point are there other questions from commissioners commissioner graff
20: uh thanks uh commissioner uh, chair luxembourg um back to the uh measuring height uh so that we're uh, clear on the language when we say grade That's there are many different ways that grade is defined. When we're saying grade, are we talking about grade at the lowest portion? We are, yes, we're Um, talking about grade at the lowest at the average or at the back,
0: right? Okay, so current code allows grade to be the average, we're suggesting grade at uh that would make the, the minimal amount of height. So however however that's worded, that's why I was okay. concerned right. about the language. because okay. It could be interpreted backwards. That's why I'm very concerned about how it's drafted. So yeah.
19: I've seen it drafted to say um, natural or created grade, whichever is lower, to make it very clear. So you don't have people trying to excavate down and say, but I'm measuring from natural grade.
0: Yes, that that something about I lo, I like the adding the words whatever is lower that would make it clear to me so mm-hmm. something along those lines would be helpful. Um, uh,
4: uh, okay, that's not what I understood. So let's talk about this for a second. Uh, we, you know, I I could see first off. You know, I've always understood grade to be kind of the average grade when you have a sloped street. You go to the middle of the street. You know the you know the 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 lot is 150 feet wide. And you don't measure at the bottom the lowest part you don't measure at the top you measure right in the middle in what i think what you're proposing might create a situation on a very steep lot where you measure from the bottom and they get a six foot building so we can't have that either right so uh, the city attorney might want to comment on that
3: <laughs> yeah I, I will say because the state law is silent on how you are supposed to measure height and height limits that does give the city some discretion to craft a reasonable standard Um, You know, measuring from average grade or measuring from the average grade is pretty common. Um, I don't have any concerns about that and everybody knows how it works. If the city wants to create something else where we measure from the lowest, you know, point of natural grade, I think that we can. Um, Or if or alternatively, you know, you if you're on a hillside, you know, you're measuring from grade, you may end up having sort of a slope looking building. Uh, You know, as it continues with its 16-foot height limit going up in a line parallel to the grade, which presumably you don't want as a design uh, standard. So, you know, again, the policy question of how you folks want to measure it is, I I think, up to you um, to figure out. Um, As long as it results in the ability to actually construct a project, it should pass muster with HCD.
0: Okay, um, we'll, we'll, we'll handle that when we get back to discussing the policy item, but we get that to- we should take public comment. Yes, so, um, uh, but do we have any further questions of staff at this point? Uh, okay, I want to thank Kristen. Uh, you, I know this is a joint effort of a lot of people and very excellent job p- putting this together. Complicated uh, uh, ordinance obviously was put in in the first place with uh but when the law hadn't changed so uh, this was hard hard to well, not that hard to do because the state was sort of directing it but it a very thorough uh job on all of your parts uh with yep. that i think we will to take public comment on this item uh director Phipps. chair thank you looking to the zoom application
1: seeing no raised hands looking to the chamber for raised hands seeing none
0: Back to you. Uh, at this point, we will close uh, the public hearing, and uh, I would like to, uh, well, in, you know, in, given that we need to do this and it's a requirement of HCD, even though I don't normally make motions from the chair, I'm going to move that we approve, we we recommend to the city council to approve these changes, uh, and I'm going to suggest starting with some amendments, and then I'll look at to others to add those. Uh, but let me define these first since the amnesty accessory one is already in i we don't need to do that and the word four is in so we don't have to do that Uh, uh i would recommend we add a definition of transit stop uh and i would recommend that we add uh something about uh natural grade or however the language is used whatever is lower uh, which, uh, and and put it to the CD department and the city attorney to come up with a reasonable standard that is potentially more restrictive than the average height. Uh, with that, is there a second? Okay. Okay, and with that...
4: Did we discuss for a second? Because I, I want to just add yeah. one other comment. Yeah,
0: I'm going to be looking for any other changes or additions, so yes. Yeah. Uh, but there, the motion is now on the floor. So I'm looking for any amendments or changes or conversation about it. Uh, sorry, uh, Vice Chair Jerry.
4: Thank you, Chair. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, I, I mean, I know I know Sergio's going to be able to handle this, but it seems to me that we go in that direction. But as long as there's kind of a safe harbor that says so long as the minimum height of a structure is no less than X, which would be whatever minimum the state law <laughs> or allows us to push it down to, should be fine. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that.
3: And, and as a practical matter, the height limits that are presently written into the ordinance are the lowest height limits we can adopt under state law. So just for reference, um, the question of how you measure those heights in practice is something that is left to the discretion of the cities. Um, so uh, I, 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 I will point this, this one to Brandon and to staff as to what staff are prepared to suggest at the commission.
4: Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, again, I think there's a, just a way to write a safe harbor in to make sure that it's a buildable structure with a minimum height limit of such and whatever it is. So, thank you.
2: I I agree with Vice Vice Chair Junius on this, and I, I want to make sure that, I mean, that's the whole point of of adding this is that it, it's clear it can be applied equally on any lot. Yeah, we yeah we don't want to get another letter from HCD. That's certainly true. But um, you know, considering that the majority of our uh, parcels are on slopes of some kind, I, I, I do agree that this is important to include. And I would look for the low, lowest point. So whether, whether we define that as if, if sloped or over a 30% slope that's on the downhill slope side, and you measure from there, or um, some other mechanism, um, I think we, we could probably finagle that this evening. Um, as long as you're cl- you're clear, Sergio, um, and also Director Phipps, on the intention, yeah,
0: okay. I mean, it's something to the effect of it should not be a, 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 the measurement of height should not in any way affect uh, something that would meet building code or some 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 reference that 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 means they might not get 25 feet at all points along along a slope, but they will get. Uh, well, they will get. They will be able to build whatever they want to build. I don't have an issue with a sloping roof, though. It might look nice, but uh, uh, you, you're concerned about the the the, the you know the shed roofs. There are, there are things that could actually look rather attractive with that. But but yeah, I think the uh, the intent is that we want somebody to be able to build, but not necessarily using the average grade on a slope that ends up with a height that looks like it, that. That's really 35 feet high. So, uh basically is that is the intent
2: so i, I think at this point because there's a motion on the floor i just want to make sure that uh city attorney rudin is clear and director phipps are clear on the intention that we've expressed here and uh, i would feel very comfortable uh with you drafting um language around what what we've explained here this evening and vice chair are you okay with that
0: yes very much so thank okay. you Okay, so that's the height issue. Any other uh, comments, amendments, changes?
5: May I ask a procedural. So if staff drafts that language, do we get to review that prior? No
0: no Okay. I'm comfortable with that. I, I'm, okay.
2: I'm comfortable that. My, my
5: intention also was restrictive so low lowest point yeah and just um. yeah, okay.
0: Okay. I mean i uh to to state the obvious that uh, if it's less restrictive than the average, then something wasn't right in the language so yeah, uh, I, I,
2: think, yeah, I, I think, think we got it yep. I think there's clarity here um and a motion on the floor
0: okay uh are there any other amendments or discussion about this issue no, okay,
3: so chair just so I can restate and um looking through the ordinance that is in the packet, it still does mention the amnesty accessory dwelling unit permit so. As I understand the motion, it would be to adopt the resolution that is before you tonight and to modify it to also include recommendations to remove mention of the Amnesty Accessory Dwelling Unit Permit Program in 1044-080-D5, to add a definition of public transit to 1044-080-C, to add the word for before efficiency unit in 1044-080-E3, and in 1044-080-E8 to add a provision to discuss how height will be measured uh, with the intention that it be measured from the lowest point at grade or whatever can be more restrictive than the average height, which is how it would otherwise be measured.
0: Uh, and that's my understanding. And further, that this will go to the city council with a clean version with all of those items incorporated. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Director Fisk, can you take a roll? Yes.
1: Happy to. Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Feller, Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxemburg. Yes. Motion passes unanimously. And uh, thank you, commissioners, staff, city attorney, for all the excellent work on this. I think it's fair to say that we are all experts on the new ADU state law, and we look forward to implementing it.
0: Uh, with uh, that, the next item on the agenda is adjournment. So moved. So, second. Uh, all right. those in favor, aye. Thank you all. We will see you uh two weeks from tonight on the 26th
1: thank you have a great evening
0: um RJ, oh yeah, yeah I, I All right, good. But, can